Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. Amen. Well, hope everybody is doing good, and it's good to be with you and, uh, and for you to be with us. And I uh, want to thank Pastor George and Pastor Suzanne for the opportunity to share the word today. And I also want to just join with everyone in saying happy Memorial Day. Uh, you know, it's a real special day for me coming from a military family to honor my dad, Senior Master Sergeant Sherman A. Hyatt, and every veteran and person that served in our armed forces, male and female, we thank you for what you have done to uh, watch over our country and help provide freedom for us. So it's a real special weekend. We want you to have a great Memorial Day weekend, and we want you to be safe and have a lot of fun. But thank you, veterans. Thank you, those that serve and have served in our armed forces. Here's what I want to talk about today. Pastor Jamie and I have been doing a four-part series, and the title of it is When Christians Get It Right. Now, that does not mean that we've been doing it wrong. What that means is, is we have a prime opportunity to be ambassadors in God's kingdom in the world that we live in. Now, listen to Pastor Ron. Being an ambassador is a royal position. It's a royal position. So in doing so, we want to get it right. We want to do the best we possibly can. But we have a great opportunity, guys, to be ambassadors of Jesus, ambassadors of God's kingdom in the world that we're living in, the culture that we're living I, uh, I love what our friend James Ludlow, you remember Pastor James from out in Washington? He was here with us not long ago. I noticed on his Facebook page the other day, he said, the church is not being quarantined, it's being deployed. Come on, somebody. It is being sent out as warriors, uh, fighters, and uh, people that are being ambassadors, representatives of Jesus on the face of the earth. And so, like I said, if we're going to do it, Let's do it right. Let's get it right. And so uh, we're talking about that for the next couple of weeks. Today, what I want to talk about is when Christians get it right, an established heart. An established heart. Now, uh, what that means is, remember what the root of that word established is. It's the word stable. I want us to be stable people. I want us to be firm people. I want us to be grounded people. I want us to be immovable people, steadfast, immovable always abounding in the work of the Lord because our labor is not in vain. We're, we've got a tough assignment. We've got a tough strategy, a place that we're having to work, a strategy that we're having to use. And it's not always easy, but God's grace, as we'll talk about in just a minute, is sufficient. And Pastor Jamie did a phenomenal job last week of setting us up as he talked about when Christians get it right, Christ's strategy. And you know, our strategy may not always be easy, guys, but that's what we want to talk about today. Looking at a difficult assignment, looking at a difficult strategy, but doing it right, being established, being firm, being solid, and being immovable. You know, Pastor Jamie said something last week that really stuck with me, and that's where I want to pick up and then get into today. Remember in Christ's strategy, his work in you is prolific. Guys, what God can do for you boggles the mind. What God can do through you boggles the mind. I love that scripture in Acts where it says the power of the Holy Spirit moved through unlearned, uneducated men, just normal folks, folks that were willing to be used by the power of God, and literally thousands were getting saved by unlearned, 
uneducated men. Why? Because his work in you is unbelievable. It's prolific. His place in you is specific. God's got you right where he wants you. And again, it's a specific place where I can't be, so he's put you there. He's got you in a place to minister to people that I can't minister to. to. So his place in you is very specific. And again, guys, that assignment that you have that is specific, it may not be real easy. You know, Pastor Hector a couple of weeks ago gave us the illustration of Ananias. And Ananias had this, this audacious task of going to Saul of Tarsus, the killer of Christians. Now, I'm not signing up for that one, sorry. But he had this assignment of having to go to Saul of Tarsus and minister to him. So it was a tough assignment, but it was a specific assignment that God wanted Ananias to do. And so no one else had that responsibility. So his work in you can be very, very specific, but he's put you there. Why? Because his grace is sufficient for you. Tough assignment? Yeah, he'll get you through it. Difficult task? Yeah, he'll get you through it. If we will be the established, firm, rooted, grounded people of God and not give up. Remember I told you a couple of weeks ago, one of the great examples of, of being a great model as we follow Christ's model was longevity. Hanging in there, not doing it for a little while, but doing it over and over and over again as we see the, the fruit of God being manifested through our efforts and his grace being provided so that that work can be done and God gets all glory. So his work in you is prolific. You can do it, man. It's specific. You're the one to do it. And his grace is sufficient. He enables you to be able to do it. Now, that's really what Paul was trying to get across to the Thessalonians. And I told you, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I guess now, that this series is based on 1 Thessalonians. Thessalonica was an interesting place. It was a tough place. It wasn't an easy place at all. Very, very, very wealthy. As a matter of fact, they actually said, we don't need Jesus. We have our wealth. We're self-sufficient. So we don't need this Jesus you talk about. Uh, it was a very occultic type of area. There was a real, real, real stronghold of occult practices in Thessalonica. And then there was also uh, this uh, idea that was going on in Thessalonica, rather, sorry, of real, real, real liberal sexual immorality. Sexual immorality to the degree that it would make today kind of look laid back. So it was a real tough assignment. So Paul was looking at the members of the church of Thessalonica and saying this right here, you got a tough assignment. This is a difficult strategy that you're having to fulfill, but you can do it hang in there and be established, be stable, be firm. So look at what he says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Let's read it together. Here we go. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted you and that our labors may have been in vain. Here's what Paul's saying. I was scared you quit. You had a tough assignment you had a real difficult strategy. I was concerned that you had thrown in the towel. Now, let's keep reading and watch what happens. But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and your love. Watch this. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us and that you long to see us just as we long to see you. 
Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress, in all of our persecution, in all of our difficulties, what we're seeing is this. We were encouraged about you because of your faith. Look at that, guys. They were encouraged because of the faith of the members of Thessalonica. Guys, that's what happens when we have a stable heart. We are faithful. We're doing what God's called us to do. We're diligent in the service of the king. And other people are being built up in their faith because of your actions. And that's what's happening here in Thessalonica. For now, we really live. Listen to this. For now, we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. Look, guys, your testimony of faith, your testimony of being established, your testimony of being stable is causing someone else to be encouraged in their faith because you are standing firm in the Lord. Man, I like that. I love that passage of Scripture that says, look, as I have an established heart, as I'm stable, as I'm firm and grounded, the testimony of God is coming through me and building up somebody else's faith. And that's what's going on there, and that's what we want to go on here. Now listen, I am well aware, and so are you, that most of the stories we read in Scripture are written in the environment of uncertainty. They're written in the environment of adversity. I mean, look at Joseph. His brothers wanted to sell him or kill him. How's that for a great family reunion? He's in a pretty tough spot, man. His brothers are coming against him. David finds out that his son is wanting to throw him, overthrow him, Absalom. And so he wakes up one day and finds out that the greatest enemy of his kingdom is his son. And then, not long after that, he finds out that his son has died. That's the reason we have the 23rd Psalm, by the way. So David, the great leader, the great shepherd and king and warrior of Israel, finds out that his son is wanting to overthrow him. How's that for uncertainty? Daniel, the voice of a nation, where is he? He's in a lion's den. <laughs> he is the great voice of the nation. He is an advisor to kings. Where is he right now? He's in a lion's den. Adversity. And then there's Paul. That's who we'll talk about mostly today. Paul, called by God. Where? In a Roman prison. Called by God in a Roman prison. And phenomenal, phenomenal things are happening while he is in prison. Why? He's got an established heart. He's got a firm and grounded heart. So most of what we see in Scripture is written in the environment of uncertainty. But every one of these people here that I've given you examples of, and a lot of others that I just don't have time to do, found themselves in the arena of adversity, in the environment of uncertainty, and they were rescued. They were brought out of that uncertainty. They were brought out of that lion's den. They were brought out of that Roman jail cell. They were brought out of persecution by their own brothers. They were rescued and brought out from their adversity. Now, Pastor Ron, what do I need to do to be rescued from my adversity? Well, let me show you. Here's a great principle to get, get you going. I am positioned to be rescued when my convictions are stronger than my circumstances. When my belief system is bigger than what's going on around me, when my faith in God is a lot bigger than my circumstances that I'm facing, when my knower and my knower and my knower knows that God has gotten me out of it before, he's going to get me out of it again, and my convictions are based in that, and they're bigger than my circumstances, 
Well, I put myself in a position to be delivered. How many of you are glad that God's always going to deliver you? Come on, somebody. He is going to be your deliverer. And when my convictions are stronger than my circumstances, when my convictions, guys, are bigger than that lion's mouth, come on now, when my convictions are bigger than that fiery furnace, when my convictions are bigger than that jail cell, when my convictions are bigger than whatever it is I'm facing, I put myself in a position to be delivered and rescued from that arena of uncertainty. Look at what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 2. We ask you, brothers, don't be quickly shaken in mind. Look now, I am well aware that there are going to be times to where we're going to kind of be shaken a little bit. That's just the way it is. Nothing wrong with that. It's not sin. We haven't failed God because we get a little nervous. We get a bad report or something transpires in the arena of adversity and it alarms us. But look at what Paul says. Don't be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed by some report. You know, man, we're getting reports every day, guys. Every morning I get up and I flip on Fox News or CNN or WCJB or whatever I watch, there's a new report that has the ability to shake me a little bit. You know, by, by fall, it's going to get a little crazier. This thing can level out and then spike. And then we've got these reports of the financial market. And, you know, we were talking to Mr. McKenzie the other day about what school could look like in the fall. I'm thinking, wow, how are we going to be able to do that? All these crazy ideas that are out there that have the ability to have an impact on the way we live. And so what happens is it causes us to shake a little bit. But look at what Paul says to Thessalonica as a word of encouragement. He says, look, don't be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed by some report. Don't let anyone or anything deceive you. Why? God's always going to be God. Come on, somebody. God is always going to be God. Yeah, there's going to be an arena of uncertainty. Yeah, there's going to be an environment of adversity. God is always going to be God. So yeah, I may find myself getting a little alarmed, but I find myself quieting my spirit and trusting God, and he is not going to let me down. God's people are to be established. Look, guys, I think one of the greatest compliments, listen to Pastor Ron, I think one of the greatest compliments you and I can, can get is whether it's coronavirus or something else. And you know what? Something else is going to come down the road. We've got to ask ourselves the question, am I going to learn the lesson of being established now? Am I going to learn the lesson of being a firm believer, a grounded believer now, so that when something else comes down the road, I'm prepared for it? I'm ready for it. Because something's going to come down the road. It's going to hit us. This is all going to go away one day, and life's going to get kind of back to probably some normal or a new normal or whatever term we want to use, and there's a lot of terms getting thrown around out there. So what? Something's going to come down the road. Am I going to be prepared for it because I'm an established believer with a stable heart? And God's people need to be established. Why? Because the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. One of the greatest compliments you and I can get, I actually wanted to say that a minute ago and I got off track, sorry about that. I think one of the greatest compliments you can get is this, when this thing goes away and you're living your life and you're enjoying the fact that things are settling down, one of the greatest compliments you can get is this, somebody comes to you and says this, you know, 
I watched you while all this was going on, and you stayed calm. I watched you while all this was going on, and you didn't quit. I watched you while you were going through whatever adversity. And let's forget coronavirus for just a second or the arena of adversity that we're in. Let's just say life. Man, I got reports this week of people going through some challenging stuff. And so as we just go through any kind of adversity or uncertainty, one of the greatest compliments you can get is, you know, I watched you while you walked through that. I watched you while you faced that difficulty that you were going through. And you know what? You didn't give up. You didn't throw in the towel. You didn't look like you were worried or concerned. You were, you were at peace. It's one of the greatest compliments you and I can get. And that truly is a great representation of God's kingdom. God's people need to be established. Why? The Lord is faithful. He will establish you, watch this now, and guard you against anything that comes against you. I love this scripture right here in Psalms. Psalm 112, verses 6 through 8, it says this, for the righteous will never be moved. You know what, guys? You are like a tree planted by the rivers of living water, and you shall not be moved. Yeah, let adversity come. Let uncertainty come. You are established in God's love and God's might, and you shall not be moved. Now, watch this second line. He will be remembered forever. Now, that phrase right there is talking about obviously what God does, but it's also talking about what God does through you and your ability to stand as a testimony for his kingdom. And not only will God be remembered, this is what it's saying, not only will God be remembered, but you will be remembered. Again, that's why I say it's a great compliment as we go through adversity and uncertainty that we find ourselves in a position of being established. And again, people are going to remember it so that when something else comes down the path, they remember the testimony of your life and you are an encouragement to them. He's not afraid of bad news. I'm not afraid of bad news. You're not afraid of bad news. Why? I have a stable heart. I have an established heart. So yeah, going to get the bad report, not worried about it, not afraid of it not shaken in it. Why? Because his heart is firm and his heart is established. Your heart is stable, immovable, always representing God's kingdom. Now, how does that happen? You know, you guys know Pastor Ron. I'm not very good at telling you to do something and then I'm not helping you to know how to do it. And we're going to talk about that as we get to the end of this. But let's stop for just a second and talk about the how. How do I find myself being able to be established. Well, look at what it says. If you will commit to the what, what is the what? Being a representative of God's kingdom. If I will commit to being an ambassador of God's kingdom and I am consumed by the why. What is the why? God's love. God's desire to see all of mankind saved. God's desire to minister to the hurting. God's hope to bring hope to the helpless. So if I am committed to the what, I'm an ambassador of God's kingdom. If I am consumed by the why, the power of God's love, then I'm going to figure out the how. I don't always know how to do it. Man, I get up in the morning and I go to the marketplace just as you do, and I'm thinking, I want to be a representative of Jesus. How do I do that? Don't know. Don't know. Not really sure. I'm just going to be faithful to the what and the why, and the how is going to come about. All he wants us to be, guys, is be established. 
be firm, and be grounded. So if I will commit to the what, eventually, and I'll be consumed by the why, eventually the how is going to take care of itself. Now, let's go a little deeper in the how. How's that? I'm going to give you a scripture that kind of talks about uh, uh, the, the need for the how, the need for an established heart. Ahaz is the king of Israel. And as Ahaz is the king of Israel, he, like all of us, gets up one day and he gets real, real interesting news. Here's the news he gets. Ahaz is finding out that Israel is going to be attacked by Syria. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Syria. Syria was ruled by the Assyrians, and they were ruthless, probably the most despicable tribe or nation that ever came against Israel. The things that they did would just make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. They were rough. And so now Ahaz gets up and finds out that Israel is about to be attacked by Syria. He gets the news. Watch his response. Here we go. When the house of David was told by Syria, or, or told rather, that Syria was attacking the heart of Ahaz and the heart of his people shook as the trees of the forest shake before the wind. Doesn't sound much like an established heart, does it? He gets the news, bad news, bad report, that Israel is going to be attacked by this ruthless tribe of Assyrians. And when he gets the news, when he turns on Jerusalem's station of CNN, when he watches uh, Nazareth Fox News outlet, what does he start doing? He starts shaking as the forest, as the trees of the forest, rather, shake before the wind. Now, again, guys, I get that. I get that. I understand that he just got really, really, really bad news. And so he's, he's trying to figure out, how am I, the king of Israel, going to lead my nation? So as he shakes there, he needs some help. How many of you know, as I told you a minute ago, God's always going to come through for you? Come on, somebody. God's going to come through for you. And because God's going to come through for you, here's what he does for Ahaz. He sends Isaiah. He sends Isaiah. He says, Isaiah, my man Ahaz is over there shaking like leaves on a tree in the wind. Go over there and speak to him. Go over there and help him out. And so Isaiah goes to meet Ahaz. Watch what Isaiah says. In a time, watch this now, in a time where Ahaz gets the bad report and he's shaking, look at the words of Isaiah to Ahaz. Here we go. Be careful. Be quiet. Calm down. And do not let your heart faint. Be established. Be strong. Be firm. Be grounded. It shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. But if you stand firm in your faith, you shall be established. Here's Ahaz, man. He is freaking out, about to find himself in a position of wondering what to do. The prophet Isaiah comes to him and says, look, I know you're kind of having a hard time with this. Here's what God wants you to do. Just be quiet and don't let your heart faint. Let your heart be established. Let it be firm. Let it be grounded. Why? It's not going to stand. It's not going to come up to pass. Undoubtedly, guys, as we go through our lives, regardless of what the adversity is, we wonder, here we go now, is this ever going to end? Yes. Things that you and I face in the arena of uncertainty, things that you and I face in the arena of adversity, it's going to come to a close. 
What I do in the meantime is let my heart be established, let my heart be firm in my faith, and then let God establish my heart so there's not the shaking back and forth. Okay, Pastor Ron, what does it look like to form an established heart? In the arena of adversity, what does it look like to form an established heart? Here we go. The three pillars of an established heart. Number one, calm down. Just calm down. Look at what Isaiah tells Ahaz. Be quiet, man. I know that the probably sounds like this report is just resounding in your ears. It's loud. It's big. This huge nation is coming against you. Just relax. Here's how I think of it when I say that principle right there. Be still and know that I am God. Man, find that quiet place. Find that secret place. Find that place of just allowing yourself to be filled with the presence of God and not the filled with the presence of the news. Find yourself being able to be filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit and not be filled with the ideas of adversity. Just calm down. Take the air out of the room. Take the air out of the balloon. Let everything just kind of quiet and let that beautiful peace that we already prayed about peace that passes all understanding. Let that rule your heart and guard your heart and mind by Christ Jesus. Number two, stand firm. I'm sorry. Number two, get a word. Get a word. Ahaz needed a word. He needed something to be able to stand on. And I know that as we find ourselves a lot of times, we we want an established heart. We want to be stable. We're going through that, that adversity. We need a word to stand on. And that's what Ahaz needed. He needed a word to stand on. And so Isaiah comes and says, here's your word. It shall not stand. Don't freak out. Lead your nation. Lead yourself. Be strong and be established. Why? It's not going to stand. Listen, there are times when I find myself in the arena of uncertainty. I need a now word to stand on. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing. Here's what it does not say. Faith comes by having heard. I love the revelation I've got of the past, but when I'm finding myself in the arena of adversity, I need a now word. I need a word that is life to me in the moment. Yes, I appreciate the revelation God gave to me a month ago, two years ago, five years ago, but when I'm going through that place of adversity, I need something fresh. I need something lively. So I need to be able to know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God and confidence that God's going to speak to me. So get a word and rest and rely on that word. Why? This adversity is not going to stand. And if you stand firm on God's Word, it will cause you to walk strong as you wait for it to be relieved. And then number three, here's the third pillar of an established heart. Stand firm. Stand strong. Stand firm in what? Stand firm in your faith. Stand firm in your knowledge that God has brought you through it, He is bringing you through it, and He will take you through it. Stand firm in your faith. Guys, I want the body of Christ to have an established heart. Again, the testimony of God's kingdom is that when we walk through this adversity, whatever it is, it's it's this today, maybe something else tomorrow. 
And again, it goes way beyond coronavirus. and all. There's all kinds of adversities that are very personal to you that you may be walking through that's completely unrelated to this pandemic. It doesn't matter. Whatever the uncertainty is, the great testimony of your life, the great testimony of God's kingdom in you is to have an established, grounded, firm heart that, again, is steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Why? What you're doing is not in vain. It's going to bring forth great fruit in your life and as it did in Thessalonica in the lives of other people. They were encouraged because of the belief and the faith of those Thessalonians. Pastor Jamie wrapped up last week with a statement that really, really spoke to my heart, really encouraged me. And that's how I want to wrap up today. Here's what he said. He was talking about when Christians get it right, the right strategy. And here's what he said. Embrace, embrace, say that word out loud, embrace. Say it to yourself and think about the meaning of it. Embrace the place of your assignment. I don't know about you, but I can't help, but every time I say that word embrace, or I think about embrace, I, I, I get this picture right here. I get this tight holding, loving, very deep feeling uh, that comes with that word embrace. I, I love it. I, I give my wife an embrace. That's kind of what I think of when I think of that word embrace. Guys, I want you to do the same thing with your assignment. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge sometimes. It's going to hurt. Love it. Embrace it. Don't run from it. Don't walk away from it, but love the place of your assignment. Embrace, love your assignment, and God's going to do something in you and through you that's going to show that you are truly an ambassador, a royal positioned person in God's kingdom. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for the strategy that we have. I thank you for the assignment we have. I thank you for the establishing we have that you bring to our lives because of your love and your mercy that works in us. Father, I thank you for the people of our house that are watching online. I thank you for people that may not even be a part of the Rocky Gainesville that are watching online. I thank you for everyone that's joined us today. And Father, wherever they are in their spiritual walk, I pray over their heart right now in Jesus' name. I pray over your heart in Jesus' name, that if your heart is far from God, I declare in Jesus' name right now, it's getting touched by the power of Holy Spirit. And if your heart walks with the power of Jesus, but there's been this up and down because of an arena of adversity, I just pray for a quieting of your spirit right now in the name of the Lord. I pray for a calming down of your spirit in the name of the Lord. I declare that there is peace and rest over you. I want to talk to you for just a second, just as you, wherever you are, whatever you're doing is cool, but just listen to Pastor Ron. If you're one of those people that I just kind of prayed over that uh, there's unrest in your heart, and one of the reasons there's unrest in your heart, unrest in your spirit, there's just that churning of life because it's not submitted to Jesus. I want to just lead you to Christ right now. I love how Jesus takes things and makes them very simple. They're not always easy, but they're simple. And the word is really, real simple rather. It says this, in order to have that rest and that peace in your spirit, 
and come to know Jesus, you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart, and you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So what I want you to do right now is I want you to pray with me. And as we pray, I want you to just pray and confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Savior and just watch what he's going to do for you. Let's pray together. Father, I come to you and I ask you in Jesus' name to forgive me of my sins, to change my life, and to make my heart new. I'm tired of running my own life. My heart's been all over the place. I now want it to be established. Come into my heart, Lord. Come into my life, Jesus. Take all those old things, get rid of them, and give me that new life that Pastor Ron was talking about. I accept you today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen, amen, amen. Wherever you are, let's just thank God however you want to, and let's thank God for his goodness in our lives and how wonderful he is. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.